listening to WRUULP, Savannah, Georgia, 107.5 FM. We are Savannah Soundings, community radio with a global soul. Um, Our theme music is a clip of Summer Nights by the Eric Jones Trio. It's provided by our friend Mark Chesanow, who plays with the Eric Jones Trio every Thursday and Sunday at Good Times Jazz Bar downtown. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Arts on the Air. I'm Tamara Garvey. And I'm Melissa Taylor. Thanks for returning to our show. We appreciate it for our second show. Yeah, I mean, if y'all are listening again, God bless you. (laughs) (laughs) Well, today we have... Tell us about our our guest today, Melissa. Well, we have Jamie Jones, who is a comic artist. Um, And I'm going to go ahead and apologize ahead of time if uh, the banter gets out of control, because... Things happen. Like it's <laughs> you guys are old friends. Yes, we, we know each other. We have we have a rhythm. So, you know. how long have you known each other? Um, about a year. About a year. Okay. Yeah, about a year. All right. Oh. So welcome, Jamie. Hey. Hi. Hello. Hello. <laughs> just, we'll bring you into the conversation. It's great to be here. <laughs> instead of talking about you like you're not. Oh, please, just please continue to talk about me. That's the that's the thing I want. Tell me how awesome I am. Yes. <laughs> It's just me interviewing Melissa about how she knows you. Yes, That's, and you're hey, just here to watch. I, I'm here for it. I love it. <laughs> it's gonna, yeah, okay. Well, so you just actually recently celebrated your one-year anniversary of having moved to Savannah. Yes, my Savannah-versary. Oh, your Savannah-versary. Yeah. You're so new to Savannah. Yeah, yeah. Wow. You're, just, you're just a little nugget. You're so pure. Yeah, I am. That's right. <laughs> um, so where are you from originally, and what drew you to Savannah? I was born in Vero Beach, Florida, mm-hmm. which is nowhere Florida. <laughs> um, it's on the beach, which is nice. And then for college, I moved to Tampa. So I was in the Tampa Bay area for about 10 years before I moved here in search of a dream. No, um, it's I, honestly in search of like some more artistic art community okay. uh, that was more comics driven. Um, there are a lot of people i was living in st pete st pete's a great art town art city but uh not a lot of cartoonists and not a lot of people who i could just talk to about making comics yeah um and now that is not a problem there's so many people to talk to about making comics (laughs) that's true yeah i mean tens and tens of them are listening right now (laughs) (laughs) all all ten of them yeah yeah. um so did you go to school for art? Like, what's your background? No. No. <laughs> I didn't go to school for art. I went to school for uh, English, mm-hmm. and then I got a specialization in creative writing because I'm smart. I knew I wanted an English degree, but I didn't want to have to write research papers. Fair. <laughs> um, so, And they were like, hey, you can still get an English degree and just write stories. And I said, sign me up for that. <laughs> that sounds Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds a lot easier than yeah. dissecting, I don't know. Yeah, like, Tolstoy. we don't even know. That's yeah. how hard it is. Like, right. what was the author's intent? No one cares. I don't, yeah. <laughs> um, so you also have done some acting, I know. How, how did that come yeah. about? <laughs> I, well, acting is the thing that I was doing before I was doing comics. Yeah. Um, I was I was a professional actor for 10 years when I was in Tampa. Oh, cool. Um, a lot of stage things, mm-hmm. um, but I've been to acting since I was 
in sixth grade. I did my first play, and then what it just was continued. your first play? Uh, Into the Woods Junior. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> and and what part? I was Cinderella's prince. Okay, I thought you were gonna say I was Cinderella. I was like, you know what? Mazel Tov. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They were real progressive over in, over in Vero Beach, Florida. <laughs> Indeed, they're known for yeah. their, for being for, progressive. Yeah. Is there a big theater scene in? Did you say Tampa? Uh, there is. There's. It's a really good, tight community there of a lot of professional theaters. So oh. if you play your cards right, you can bounce around from like st- theater to theater to theater mm-hmm. and company to company to company. And I also did set painting. Okay. So I was oh. painting sets and acting. And that was kind of my entire life. Nice. What was your favorite part that you've played on stage? Oh... Damn. I don't know. Was it Cinderella? Uh, it was Cinderella. <laughs> um, uh, no, I, oh, that's hard. Uh, I did Vanya, Sonia, Masha, and Spike, and I was Spike oh. in that play. And that was great. That was the best shape I've ever been in my entire life. No. <laughs> I looked great. <laughs> if you do say so yourself. Well, I had to. Yeah, no, I was like in my underwear the entire show. Oh. So I worked out yeah. a lot. Yeah. <laughs> It's a bit daunting to know yeah. you're going to be on stage in front of people in, in very little. In, in very little. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is like little tight little black underwear. Mm. There's nothing. No. Oh. Okay. Gonna take a moment. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody, we're taking a break from Melissa right now. <laughs> so how did you get from there into comics? Like what, what, I... what's the connection? So I started reading comics when I was 17. Um... And I worked at a comic shop, like, helping out in college. Wow. I, I started working at a, uh, at a comic shop in Tampa. I was their in-house artist for, gosh, five years? Mm-hmm. Four years? I don't know. The timeline. It all, <laughs> you know, it all kind of blurs together. But I would, I basically had office hours at that shop and practiced drawing and drew for people and did whatever they wanted me to draw and that was that. that okay. Was so so you didn't really have a background in art prior to that? I mean I drew. Yeah. I mean did you was that something you did a lot of though? Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. That sounds like such a coveted job to try to I mean that's kind of amazing. I got like, I got lucky. I then my entire life has just been like a <laughs> series of very fortunate like events. Yeah. I'm just in <laughs> In the right place at the right time. No, I mean, but it's just because looking at your work, like, you're incredibly talented, and you have a very, like, classical sort of comic style. Like, it reminds me of, like, old school strips. Like, I mean, you know, so the fact that you didn't necessarily go to school for art, that this is just a talent that you have worked at, like, I think that's impressive because, I mean, you know, you get, you have all the people that are like, teach me to draw, but they don't want to actually do the work to actually learn how to draw. Yeah. So, so you've done that, though. Right. Yeah. yeah. The, I always say that art and drawing is is a skill. It has nothing... It the, Talent is what talent is. Uh, I believe talent is proclivity. So I have the proclivity to just sit down and draw for eight hours a day. Yeah. Um, and that leads to the skill that I have in figure construction and, and all of that. All of the things that people look and go, oh, that's a pretty drawing. You, 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 <laughs> did, you, you can draw. Um, so that's really what it comes down to is I just sat down and drew constantly. Yeah, so for, you just... 
put the work in. I just put the work in. Yeah. 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 Um, do you work digitally or do you work traditionally? I work traditionally. I color digitally. Okay. Because uh, that makes the process a lot go a lot faster. <laughs> um, as daunting as it is to just look at a computer all day. I can't look at a computer all day. I, I get tired. Yeah. Um, but I am pen and ink. I, I have a brush that I like that I dip in ink and draw. All right. Well, the nice thing about that, though, is that you have, like, originals of, like, your pages and stuff, which is super cool. Like, I mean, because when you work digitally, I mean, I guess you so I, you could print that out, but that's not the same yeah, thing. Yeah, never, like, a painting. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, uh, yeah, I don't get it. I, na- now, because of hosting Drink and Draw and, and talking to SCAD students, uh, they all draw digitally, and I don't... It doesn't compute. There are times when I'll just be like, hey, give me your iPad. I want to noodle around on this. And it never feels right. Yeah. Um, so, like, they're a drink and draw, and they're drawing on, like, a whack, Wacom tablet they're, or whatever? They're just drawing on iPads, most oh, okay. of them. Yeah, like, uh, uh, with like, yeah, with an Apple the pencil. New, the new yeah. fancy iPad. Yeah, yeah. It's cool. Mm-hmm. I want to play with it more, <laughs> but I also have no desire to... Right. Uh, I like a brush. Are you the only one at the Drink and Draws who's drawing like that? No, there are a few who uh, who still draw traditionally, um, but a lot of a lot of the younger wave of, of artists they're all drawing digitally. There's a lot of older artists too that are drawing yeah. digitally too. That's so interesting. I didn't uh, know that. But yeah. Well, so what's your favorite part of the process? Like pencils, inking. I know we we were talking about it earlier. You don't love coloring. So. No, because <laughs> it's just it just is tedious uh, at a certain point. Drawing is a little tedious at a certain point too, right? Um, I really like the thumbnailing, writing stage. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's that's my favorite. That's I think also where I'm most comfortable. Uh, just sitting down and whipping out pages really fast, mm-hmm. um, working more on intuition than on actual, uh, tight anatomy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I like, I like that a lot more than just sitting <laughs> and drawing. Yeah. Well, so when you're working on like a book, do you do multiple sets of thumbnails, uh, for things or do you just kind of work it out as you're going and just do a, a set for... I will end up drawing... I'll end up... So my, my scripting is in comics form. So I will draw out my script and okay. just write the dialogue as I see fit. So visual scripting. Visual scripting. Okay. That is that is the greatest term <laughs> for, for what it is. So visual scripting. Okay. So yeah, when I visually script, I... Um, Melissa, you invented an art term. I yeah. know. I took that from Tim. Well, that's... <laughs> Tim would know. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I visually script, it is multiple different passes, constantly changing. It starts off in a little sketchbook, and I'm just whipping out stuff. And that's really a thumbnail, like... We're talking thumb size mm-hmm. storytelling. By the time I get to a, the the visual script, it's I'm working in spreads. So the the left and right side of the page when you have the book open, and that's just on eight and a half by eleven paper landscape. Okay. I, have, I print off my template, and that's probably the third time that I've 
drawn it. Okay. Um, and then that I take into the penciling stage, tighten everything up, make sure it works, uh, adjust things accordingly. Mm-hmm. Sometimes pages just get changed entirely. Um, and then, uh, then inking and, but once it, once it hits pencils, it's probably going to be the same Okay. throughout, unless I royally mess up. And do you hand letter your work too? Not anymore. No. Uh, I made a font of my handwriting. Nice. Oh, that's so cool. So. Tim made a font of my handwriting. Because <laughs> he's like, mine's terrible. That's, it's the way to go. Uh, yeah. Because th- then you can adjust dialogue later. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, a lot of the, because of the way I script, there are a lot of times where I will leave room in the, on the page for changing of dialogue. Here's here's placeholder dialogue, and then I'll realize, oh, I said this at the end of the book, let me reference it at the front of the book so I look like a genius. <laughs> at the end of it, right? <laughs> so, so it looks like I had it So it looks like I had it in my head. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Can I ask you, I wanted, I was curious, um, since you have your original degree in English and now you're in this art format where you're both drawing and writing, do you feel like, like, that the, the writing part of your comic pages is like, I, I don't know, kind of unique and stands out as opposed to other comic book artists who maybe don't have any English, like, formal training like that? I, I don't know. Yeah. Um, I don't think you have to be a particularly great writer to write comics. Okay. Um, I think that's universal. I don't think you have to be a, a great artist to draw comics either. Uh, that's the kind of the beauty of comics. Well, I feel like with comics, like, a great story, like, good storytelling can carry less good art. Mm-hmm. And great art can carry a story that's a little weak. It's like one or the other has to be really good, but if both are sort of mediocre, it just doesn't work. Like we, we, that makes sense. Think. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm much more forgiving in comics, okay. especially if it's one person doing everything. Okay, um, that's fair. So that's so I don't know. I don't know how much my degree affects my. I will say I'm very good at throwing things out. <laughs> right, that's what my degree did for me. It was like, hey. Uh, this stinks. And you go, okay. And I just cut it, and I don't... Without any qualms. I could love it. I could love the beat, but yeah. I'll just... Th- I, I have, I'm so detached from the product. Maybe it's because you trust that you'll be able to come up with something else pretty easily. It wasn't well, like one idea that you You're just, just not precious about anything. I'm just editing. not precious about anything. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> That's that's the problem. That's the problem with school is it, it breaks the preciousness of your own art out of you. Do you find that? Do you do you think going to school for art yeah, made you less yeah, precious? I that. Yeah, I will say I went home recently. I was at my mom's house and she had me clean out a bunch of stuff and I had bins and bins of old art that I had been I guess saving for whatever reason and I was like trash, 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 and everything just got thrown away. Um. Tim's parents made him clean out a whole bunch of stuff from their house as well, and yeah. that was just a treasure trove for me. I found all <laughs> kinds of wondrous things, was, but was he was not was, precious at mine all. Mine was like enormous pieces of paper because it was from foundations classes, so it was a lot of you know still lives and oh. practice of perspective and things that for some reason I had kept right after school that now did not need at all. No, these were like you know second grade. <laughs> oh. <laughs> My mom has a lot of that stuff. Yeah. It, was a, it was a different kind of art. 
<laughs> but he was looking and getting a lot of ideas and being like, I could return to this. I was yeah. on something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, and I also learned that he really wished he was named Dwight. So there's a, there's a whole, whole <laughs> Interesting. Story. I'll yeah. have to bring that up to Yeah. Him. Talk about him. Before the yeah. office? Like, it yeah. predated the Oh, office. yeah. He, there was a well, cowboy was... picture, and he wanted to be, oh. be a cowboy named Dwight. Well, that's his next it's a dream. <laughs> Dwight the Cowboy. Dwight the Cowboy. Um, so because you write and draw both, do you prefer the art or do you prefer the scripting? Like, what what is your favorite part of it? Uh, gosh, I don't know. I don't, I, it's, at a certain point it just becomes storytelling. Mm-hmm. And it just, so it doesn't. It just flows together. It just flows together. Yeah. It, when you're working on it for so long, it's just like, <laughs> things are just there. Um. And I try to always write something while I'm drawing. So I'll write, be writing the next book while I'm drawing okay. the current book. So that's always... So it never really feels like I'm not doing one or the other. Yeah. How long does it take you, like, start to finish on a project, generally? Oh, gosh. Uh, I don't know. That... Uh, <laughs> I, I can easily draw three pages a day. Four pages a day if I'm, like, in the zone. So when you say draw, like... Pencil and ink. Pencil and ink. I could easily do that. Okay. Um, but that has... I've gotten slower. The older I'm getting, the slower I'm getting. <laughs> Are you, do you do this full time? Yes. Okay, so all day. Cool. All day. All day, all, every day. All day, every day. <laughs> I'm in coloring mode right now, so I'm just bored. Uh, I'm just sitting on my couch watching TV, <laughs> coloring comics. Um, what are you watching lately? I just watched Silicon Valley. My buddy gave me his HBO sign-in, so I am, I am now... I mean, I world. pay for HBO like a normal person. Well, yeah, I, I do as well. Uh, obviously. Obviously. I have my own account on his thing, so there, it's not uh, like I'm stealing... I'm not like going in and be like, and I'm signing in as him. No, yeah. I have my own Are we account. worried there are uh, HBO execs listening? You never can be okay. too sure. Listen, HBO, you have a wonderful product. Uh... <laughs> There we go. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so what? So you finished Silicon Valley? I finished Silicon Valley. I've, I've been watching Barry. Okay. Barry's great. That's right up my alley. Mm. Do you let, Do you feel like you want to watch something that's a certain vibe that's helping you like in the zone? As I want to watch writing? something that I don't have to watch. Barry is the exception. Yeah. Uh, so like, I'd watched Silicon Valley before. I'm watching Curb Your Enthusiasm because that's something I can just have on. Yeah. And it doesn't affect me. Uh, typically when I'm working, when I'm writing or drawing, I'm not watching anything. It's just either music or silence. Or silence. Yeah. Do you do you do that when you're painting? Yeah, I from like the same as you. If I was doing something that was involving like typing or, you know, working on a website or creating or anything word wise, then I would have to just listen to music. But if I was doing something that was just visual and just art, then I would love to listen to lately I'm listening to podcasts, but I used to just watch the same things over and over again. So I would do a lot of South Park, and I would do a lot of The Office. <laughs> yep. Just something that would be funny and you didn't have to look at. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Um, so in addition to writing and drawing your own things, you've collaborated with other people. Um, so what does that process look like when you collaborate with people? It depends on the person. Okay. Um, I have worked with writers who give me like five sentences for a page. They're not giving me any dialogue. They're just giving me 
what's going on on the page, next page. And I, I really like working that way. Uh, but there's a mutual trust that has to be established between the writer and the artist for that to happen. Um, that's typically how I write for myself. It's just like, here's what's going on on a page, or here's what's going on for a chunk. You'll figure it out. Uh, art Jamie. Writing Jamie is <laughs> taking a break. Um, but then I've also worked with writers who have extensive scripting, and that's a lot of reading. <laughs> reading and deciphering what is actually necessary for the page. Yeah, do you right? feel constrained by that? I mean, like, do, I mean, do they get it dep- it, super uh, yeah, detailed it with, like, on the this panel is this, and it's doing yeah. the, you know, yeah. like... Yeah, sometimes, and that also mm-hmm. depends on the writer. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I frequently collaborated with uh, Vida Ayala, and they write very detailed scripts that I never feel overstep any bounds mm-hmm. uh, artistically. Um, and if I ever have a question, I can just call V and everything is, is fine. Mm-hmm. Um, or I can just say, that's, you're wrong. Like, that's just, <laughs> you, you did this thing over here that we're going to take and make one panel or we're going to uh, add a beat and do something. And, and, and they're always very uh, wanting that collaboration. Mm-hmm. Why work with an artist other than just, hey, draw my pictures, draw my words for me yeah. if, if you're not going to have the collaboration, right? Uh, so V is very much like that. I've also worked with uh, Stephanie Phillips. Stephanie has the best visual mind in her writing that she'll be like, oh, yeah, and there's like a person coming down from the left and they're talking this way and it's leading your eye to this. And you're like, yeah, you're right. There, you, I don't have to think. Thanks. Thank, uh, thank you for that. Thank you for that. Uh, so <laughs> it really depends on the the writer. Um, and generally, um, do you have when you're collaborating? Do you do character design, or is that something they've worked out already? Typically, that is me, um, unless it's something for a, a, a bigger IP. But if I remember when I did Quarter Killer for the, it was a Comicsology Originals line. Um, the majority of when Vita and Danny were writing the scripts, I was just doing character sketches and color palettes and what is this book going to visually look like? Mm-hmm. Go. Um, yeah. So have you ever drawn for like a for like a book where you have to like hit a specific model? And, like, draw on model for, for, like, a property. Yeah, I did some stuff for the El Rey Network early on in my career. I also did a book for uh, the National Women's Hockey League, which was draw these <laughs> draw these women. Okay. <laughs> um, and that was also with the El Rey Network. It was for Lucha Underground, uh, which is a television show. And it was like, draw these people. Okay. And, and do yeah. the likenesses have to be right. Right. And that kind of yeah. stuff. So. Well, and I know, um, like, when Tim was in school at SCAD, like, one of the things that uh, other students would complain about in his classes is having to draw, like, Scooby-Doo and draw on model. And it's like, no, that's something you should probably yeah. know how to do, right? Yeah. right. <laughs> That'll come up some sometimes yeah. in your career. Like, I mean, and if you can get a draw, draw, drawing Scooby, you're you're doing okay, right? Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm gunning for, for Three Stooges now. That's yes, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, if, if you don't follow Jamie on his social media... Um, 
you should do that because he uh, he he puts up his drawings and he just did a fabulous one of the Three Stooges today. That was quite excellent. Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Oftentimes I'm like. Oh, I want that. <laughs> that's okay. Are you a big Three Stooges fan in general? No, it's just I, I'm I'm a fan of the art style more than yeah. anything else. Like it's just there's just something so classic about that. Like uh, the ones that I really love that you put up have been like your pieces of Popeye. Like those are fantastic. Yeah, that's I cool. love those. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's funny. This is the first year I've been doing this for about eight years now. Um, I've been in the industry for about eight years. This is the first year that I have noticed the things I like and the things I want to draw. That's also what the audience wants. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, oh, we really like your Popeyes. Great. I could draw Popeye <laughs> all day. Yes, oh, We please. like your Three Stooges. Great. I like drawing the Three Stooges. Yeah. Uh, can, can I do that more? Um, that's been kind of a revelation where stylistically, I guess... Old old school drawing technique is like interesting <laughs> to the zeitgeist now. I, um, I guess. Which I'm paying. Hey, <laughs> I'll ride that train for the next two years when people realize that they want Rob Liefeld again. Is that from the '40s? What era would that be? The two. Uh, the. Like Popeye and the Three Stooges. Yeah. Hey, radio. Um, <laughs> Popeye is. 30s. Okay. 30s into 40s. I mean, Popeye spans Popeye's dec- decades. Yeah. Ta- Popeye is now <laughs> I mean, the Robin and, Williams movie was in the 80s. <laughs> right, exactly, exactly. Um, and then you have Three Stooges, which is, what, fif- 50s, 60s? Mm, I don't know. Now 40s? The, 40s? Think- For, I mean, also, they span decades. Yeah, I mean, yeah, uh, and it's like what a, iteration of the Stooges right, are you talking right, about? Right, right, right. <laughs> group of them. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah, which, which iteration of the Stooges are your favorite? I really, <laughs> uh, I really like Shep. Okay. Uh, I think... And I didn't draw him <laughs> in, in the drawing I did. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I, I did no the original. Kids. I did the originals. <laughs> Melissa's holding out for Jeff. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Uh, he does have the best name. Yes. Yeah. No. Right. Do you also like the Marx Brothers? I love the Marx Brothers. <laughs> okay. I love the Marx Brothers. Uh, I love Laurel and Hardy. Yeah. That's kind of the stuff that I gravitated to. I gravitate to is that yeah. old uh, that old stuff. Buster Keaton's my favorite. Okay, yeah. comedian of, I guess of your maybe, maybe of your <laughs> comedian of yours, uh, Buster Keaton. Yeah, sure. That's well, probably going to be tomorrow's sketch. Is Buster. nice. All right, so. you you heard it here. Um, well, I think maybe now would be a good time. Time to, to okay to every, take a little break. Yeah, everybody, stay tuned. We're gonna have a few station announcements. You are listening to WRUULP, Savannah, Georgia, 107.5 FM. We are Savannah Soundings Community Radio with a Global Soul. Trees are one of Chatham County's most treasured natural resources. Beyond their beauty and cultural significance. The impact of trees are far-reaching and compounding, spanning from economic benefits to health improvements to climate change resilience. Trees are woven into every aspect of our lives. Savannah Tree Foundation protects and grows Chatham County's urban forest through tree planting, community engagement, and advocacy. 
More information is available at savannatree.org. This portion of WRUU's programming is brought to you by listeners and by Brighter Day Natural Foods. Brighter Day Natural Foods has been serving Savannah's healthy food and supplement needs since 1978. It is located at the corner of Bull Street and Park Avenue. They have online ordering and curbside delivery available. And now a walk-up window for smoothies, juices, and sandwiches from the deli. They are open from 9 a.m. to 7 p.m. Monday through Saturday and 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. on Sunday. More information can be found at brighterdayfoods.com. What does it mean when we say that WRUU is a community radio station? It doesn't just mean that we invite the community to create programming. And it doesn't just mean that we're a voice for the community. It also means that we're counting on the community to keep us going. And you are the community. Almost all of our modest budget comes from small annual or monthly donations from listeners like you. You get to enjoy our community-focused programming because many others have stepped forward to do their part. Now do your part by joining our community of listener donors. Go to wruu.org right now and make a one-time or monthly donation. And thank you for supporting Savannah's community radio station, 107.5 F. Hey, welcome back to Art on the Air. This is Tamara and Melissa, and we're here with Jamie Jones interviewing about his comic booking. <laughs> I like comic booking. That's the, that's the joke. Yeah. yeah, the comic book. I would like to say, so Melissa is very experienced with this field, and I am going to represent the segment of the population that doesn't know too much. Her, she's married to a professional comic booker. Well, okay. yeah, 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 I mean, sure. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm mildly versed in comic okay. booking. I'm, I'm not a full-on professional. <laughs> that, that, that makes me wonder, is it, is it appropriate to say comic book or sequential art? Is there a difference to those? So, it depends on who you're asking. You graphic ask? novel? Graphic novel. Uh, so, I like huh? comics. Yeah. I like comics as a term. Okay. Um, because we have novels and, like, prose, right? There's prose, there's art, there's comics. Yeah. I, I, when you get into the semantics of what is a comic, it, this is a graphic novel, this is a comic book. I, I don't, <laughs> see, yeah. there's my radio book. <laughs> I don't really like the way those things sound. Uh, <laughs> is it length? Is that the, because that's what I would think. I would think a comic book is small. It. No. That's part of the problem. No, the, you, so, you'd be wrong. So that's part of the problem. I've always... Oh, you made him take his glasses off. Um, like, this is wow. getting real. Hey, uh, to the side of people who don't know about comics, let's, uh, let's go real deep. I told you. Um, this is where I was coming from. Uh, no. that uh, This is a thing that we talk about in comics all the time. I have... Uh, a problem. Once you start doing interviews uh, you with do a bunch have of people, a <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's true. Just stop uh, there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, when you do a bunch of interviews for comic book journalism, comics journalism, everyone has different words for the exact same thing, and I have a big problem with that. And okay. part of that is, what do we call the medium? Mm. And uh, it's it's comics, right? The I feel like. The better you get at comics, the less you care about the terminology. Mm-hmm. And uh, we also, like, we, we call it sequential art, which I guess is technically true. Yeah. Um, but what do you call, what, what is family circus? 
right? These uh, families, comic strip. It's just a comic, yeah. right? Well, it's a yeah. single image. Yeah, well, uh, yeah. So, I mean, it's, so it's, it's the circle. It's, it's a the, comic circle. It's the circle, <laughs> right? Is it Marmaduke Billy, like running through the yard through the hedge? Yeah. <laughs> the trail. Yeah. Okay. Marmaduke does a thing. Yeah. It, that's just a single image yeah. comic. Yeah. Um, does that if if we're calling it sequential art? Because there's is no that sequence. There's no oh, sequence, yeah. right? Okay. So does that constitute as a comic? Scott McCloud, who wrote uh, How to Understand Understanding Comics, Comics yeah. I would argue no. It's not a comic. It is a single image. It's an illustration. So that's oh. where we start yeah. to differ just as a, as a form. Comics uh, has no unified vernacular, mm-hmm. and uh, it's... If I ever want to, I threatened to go back to school to get a degree in entertainment rhetoric to write a book on, on comics. You should do it. Uh, gosh, I got things to do. <laughs> I'm coloring. I'm coloring. Right now. <laughs> yeah. Well, I will say from the bookstore side of it that there are still people that don't have any clue what like what a graphic novel is. So when you say that term to them, they think it's a dirty book. Sure. Like they're like, oh, oh. sure. And that's part of the <laughs> like, problem. No. And the, that's been the way since since the eighties. Yeah. Right? So, they don't. We don't yeah. have the right classifications for things. And then we still have comics. This gets into comics history, but uh, comics is still a dirty word in. Academia and and literature, yeah, right? Because, or like in the fine art world, right? And it's just it's silly, especially when we have March winning the National Book Award, right? Right, and uh, Linda Berry winning the MacArthur Genius Grant. Yeah. So we have cartoonists really doing things. I mean, like, in the world, look at Alison Bechdel. There's like the Bechdel test. Like, I mean, like right. she is a part of popular culture. Right. Like, and you have <laughs> uh, Raina Telgemeier. Oh my God, <laughs> is a literal rock star. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. No, it's it's a constant fight that I have, especially with parents with kids um you know like their kids love graphic novels and really want that's what they want to read but they want them to read real books and like every time I have that discussion with someone I'm like no it is a real book and you know what it's great for reluctant readers it's great for teaching visual rhetoric which is as important as reading prose I mean this is this is yeah this is Don't you think this gets into just the devaluing of art in society in general? Like, you know, that it's a book and it's paired with art with pictures, and so people think, oh, it's not as They think elevated. less of it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. the fact that well, it has art with it. That, I mean, we've been dealing... Comics in general has been dealing with that since uh, 53 with Wortham, right? Like, yeah. we're not... Th- this gets into deep comic book history <laughs> stuff, deep but... deep dive. <laughs> federally, we decided that comic books were for children and needed to abide by a certain code. Um... <laughs> So don't get me started. Right. No, yes. No. This is the big. This is a bigger problem. A bigger issue. But we we haven't grown out of that yet. We yeah. we adjusted really heavy the other way in uh, in mainstream comics, and then we haven't adjusted back to it encompassing everything. If you go to Japan, it's completely different. They never had that stipulation, and you will have uh, magazines on knitting will have a manga mm. about a woman trying to be the best knitter in the world. Right? Like I that's, agree with that. Right? <laughs> and that's, and it's just in like your home and gardens magazine, yeah, right? Every yeah. magazine over there has comics built into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, oh, and we don't have that over here, yeah. uh, which is 
crazy. It is crazy. Can I, um, I was going to switch gears. Yes. I wanted to ask you, I was looking at your website and I see um, you have a number of different publications and one of them you have a Kickstarter going. What's been your experience working with Kickstarter? Kickstarters are great. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that seemed like very company. They're, no, gosh, are they're like, tiring. Are you in the middle of getting funded? Or uh, not right now, no. Okay. I did a book, uh, gosh, a couple of months ago mm-hmm. that was funded through Kickstarter. I need to take that down if it still says, hey, go to the Kickstarter. Um, I did go to the Kickstarter. <laughs> you were like, it's over. Um, I, I would love to, however. <laughs> however yeah. um, that has been a big... What is great about the the world we live in now, it's easier and easier to just self-publish things mm-hmm. um, and find your audience directly and just go directly to them. Yeah. Um, there was a 75% increase over COVID on, uh, on Kickstarter for comic books because uh, Diamond, the big distributor, shut down. And that delayed books for like six months. So people weren't able to go to comic shops and buy books. Or if they were, they were just buying back issue stuff. Uh, so there's been a, a, a very great increase in direct-to-consumer uh, material, which okay. is which has been great. We're kind of living in a golden age of uh, direct-to-consumer, mm. which was something that was very big. Comics don't have the taboo of self-publishing that other mediums do. Right. Um, yeah, that's definitely true. Uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles was self-published. Yeah. <laughs> Bone was self-published mm-hmm. forever. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mouse was essentially self-published. Yeah. <laughs> um, so when you say you sell direct con- to consumer, do you have a website where you sell, or you mean you sell to bookstores, or both? How does that work? Okay. Both. Um, it's it's all how how can I get how the, can how, how can, can I get the pile get of books? Yeah. How can I get the pile of books that are currently <laughs> taking up a closet out of my house? Uh, that's really that's, that's really goal. what it is. Um, so if people listening want one of your books, yeah, I have a big cartel site <laughs> that you can buy books from, and you also do cons, and I do conventions, yeah. and that is a big way to sell books. Yeah. I had another question. I noticed that you have a Twitch site, which I'd never seen before, but this is very cool. Can you talk to us a little bit about what that is for? It is uh, for promotions. (laughs) (laughs) It's for promoting my book. Uh, It's, I draw on stream. Hmm. I've been, I've been pretty delayed. I haven't done it for a while. I was going to say, it's tiring. I would just like to point out that I went to, like on your schedule, it said that you had one today at three and I was like, I'm going to check this out and see yeah. what this is up. There was no Jamie. Oh, yeah. I was there. <laughs> Jamie was not. I haven't, I haven't streamed in, in like a month and a half really? because oh. I'm coloring. <laughs> it's <laughs> not co- really fun to watch. And coloring is boring. Um, I need to get back on it. I have a book that I'm, only drawing on stream okay. uh, currently, and that's great. It's it's uh, the the big problem with doing anything book wise is you have to be able to promote stuff, and when you're self promoting, that takes away from drawing. So yeah. if you can promote and draw at the same time, right, you're killing two birds with one stone. Yeah. Well, and I just kind of like just very quickly looked at Twitch and I wasn't familiar with it beforehand. So how interactive is that with the people who are watching? It can be pretty interactive. Yeah. So there can be times where mm-hmm. I'm just, I'll be like, hey guys, I'm just drawing. 
Like, you can talk in the chat. Talk amongst yourselves. Talk amongst yourselves. <laughs> if I look up and, and I see something, I'll, I'll respond. Other times, it's full-blown, I'll be working, I'll be drawing. And then somebody asks me, like, oh, how did you do this tree texture? And I'll go, all right, let's let's talk about drawing trees. So and it could, I'll it's just, instructional um, sometimes. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. I like the instructional side of things. I'm also the guy who will just talk about the history of comics. <laughs> Are there videos yeah, posted to your Twitch channel that people can just watch? Yes. Even you're not doing live? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Fascinating. You and I have spoken about like projects that you are like working on and pitching and that kind of stuff um what is the process like for pitching comics to publishers and i'm sure it varies wildly like based on the publisher or what the project is but like do they want to see fully developed scripts what kind of artwork do they want to see to accompany that five to 12 pages of finished comics. Okay. Um, and that's doesn't necessarily need to be the thing that's in the book. Mm-hmm. Just like proof of concept. This is what I'm going to do. <laughs> that and you then, can actually do this. <laughs> right. And then, and then uh, writing... It, de- it really depends on the publisher, right? If you're publishing... If you're pitching to strictly a comics-based thing. Comics people don't like to read. So it will just... <laughs> it's just like a one-pager. This is yeah. what I'm going to do for this book. If you're pitching to an actual book publisher, mm-hmm. uh, because they're trying to get on that sweet, sweet comics money. Yeah. Uh, I mean, who can blame who them? Who can blame tens them? Tens of dollars. Tens and tens of dollars. That's right. No, Random yeah. Knows. Random television. Let's just Yeah, say. yeah. You're right. Exactly. Uh, they want something a little more in-depth because, hey, people in the liter- <laughs> literature field, in the prose world, like to read. Yeah, it's what, um, it's what we're known for. It's what you're known for. So... Uh, that will that can sometimes be just like a twenty page document of mm-hmm. just explaining fully what you're going to do. And is this going? Do you go straight to the publisher? Do you work through an agent? I have an agent. Okay. And, that's and so all that then goes through the agency. Through the agency. Okay. What percentage does the agent take? 15, 10, 10, 15. Okay. I, and do you, you know, I don't know. <laughs> do you take this to your agent, and then your agent's like, okay, let's send it to this, yes. this, and this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Interesting. Um, okay, and then we said you do cons. So you were recently at Heroes Con yeah, in yeah. Charlotte. Um, so for you, what is the best part of a con? Uh, people. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, is it like people who are attending the con as fans? Or is it like getting to be around your peers and getting, getting to be to with be other artists? Yeah, we work at home. Yeah. <laughs> um, we don't do a lot of things outside of the house. That's one of the reasons why Drink and Draw is important, uh, or why I think having Drink and Draw is important, um, is because it gets people out of the house and communicating and, and networking. Mm-hmm. Um, some of my best friends are comic artists that live in New York, and I don't get to see them all the time. Mm-hmm. Or they live in Memphis. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just all over, all over the world, really. And uh, it's nice to actually see people and talk mm-hmm. and not be just on a screen. Yeah, absolutely. So Human interaction. Human interaction. It's, it's a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, but part of cons is always commissions. So you, do you take commissions? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do 
you limit the number of commissions that you'll take during the con before you... No. <laughs> okay. This is my problem. I was going to say, that might be something you look at. Uh, yeah. yeah. It, it depends. Uh, sometimes there will be days where I'm just, like, really in the groove and I can knock out a bunch of stuff really quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's great. And then I'll open up my commission. I will close it. And then I'll open it back up when I have time. But... Yeah. Um, it's, it's a lot of weird scheduling things. Because people will come in on Friday and be like, hey, I'm here until Sunday. I go, great. So you go to the end of the list so right. I don't have to think about right. it. Um, do you get requests for things to draw that you're not familiar with at all? Like, And, and how do you deal with that? I used to. Um, not anymore. Like I said earlier, the, the, the things I draw are now the things people want from me. Okay. So I don't get a lot of weird requests. And if I do get requests for like superhero characters now it's always the old versions of things mm-hmm. which is great so it's like hey can you draw captain america and i go yeah which version of captain america do you want they're like oh you know the golden age version i was cool not the one not the rob liefeld uh well like... it's that's the other one that i'm comfortable drawing <laughs> the pouches and the and the pouches chest that makes chest. no sense right, right. <laughs> like... that's also that's fun <laughs> I don't know what's happening right now. Uh, well, okay, so uh, when when we're done with this, go online okay. and look up Rob Liefeld and look up his drawings of Captain America. I'm write that down. Rob Liefeld, man. Okay. I mean, uh, you know what? I I completely respect Rob Liefeld. So do I. He's like he's he's a beast. He tapped, However, <laughs> he tapped into something that something people primal. wanted to <laughs> wanted to read and wanted to look at. Yes. And it did not involve feet. No, it did not. Okay, so that's okay. So he doesn't draw feet. Um, I have watched several other um, comic artists in like panels and stuff for like book selling, talking about drawing, and there's always things that people hate drawing. Like one one popular one is cars. Like people don't like drawing cars in environments. What is the thing that you hate? Drawing? Horses. Horses. <laughs> okay. Horses and bicycles. All right. I've drawn a lot of bicycles. <laughs> so? I hate it. Every single time. Horses, too. <laughs> I just hate horses on principle. I, I, I just... The horses are hard to draw. Okay, we're going to do our, our standard questions. Yeah. I'm ready. I'll start. Okay, yeah. So, what, if you're, say, you're walking around town alone, do you have a theme song that plays in your head to accompany you? Oh. I'm, I constantly listen to music when I'm walking around town, so I don't know... Anything Paramore. I'm, para- I'm a big Paramore guy. I don't look it, but no, pop, punk, it. pop punk of the 2000s, that was, that was my, that's my jam. That's my jam. All right. Yeah. Um, okay, so who is the one person in your field that you find most influential who has had the most influence on your work? On my work? On your work. Uh, living or dead? Doesn't matter. I, okay. You could, uh, one of each, go ahead. So, uh, <laughs> dead Will Eisner. Okay. Uh, I think if you look at Eisner's work and you look at my work, it's pretty obvious. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that, that is, that's my guy. Uh, and then living Eric Powell. Uh, which also oh. Eric Powell, big Eisner guy. Yeah. A lot of people look at my stuff and go, "Oh, this has like a goon feel," yeah. and it does. But it's because we both are Eisner guys. Okay. My second question is: If you are not doing what you're doing with your second choice career, oh, I would uh, bricklayer, um, <laughs> ditch digger, puppeteer, <laughs> uh, something. I, I have often I often threaten to leave comics. <laughs> 
but it always is something uh, with progression. Like I like, I would like to be able to see the work being done. Yeah. Um, a lot of the times with comics, it doesn't feel like I do anything. Um, <laughs> I that's I don't know how writers, just strict writers, do anything because it I would never feel accomplished. Ever. I don't care when the book. I don't think I would. I don't think I would. I would. I think I would just be like, "All right, I'm writing. I'm not doing anything today. It's just writing." Yeah. 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 Um, I like this. One of the reasons why I work traditionally, having that stack of paper done, I can go. I can look at every day and go, "Yeah, that stack's a little bigger." Yeah, um, that's a, that's a good point. I mean, like, ooh, the digital file got bigger on my, my yeah. computer. This is the problem with coloring. <laughs> yeah, because I don't feel like I'm doing anything, and now I'm in a, like a, a coloring writing world whirlwind, and it's just like, what am I doing all day? Watching TV. That's what I feel like I'm doing. All day, yeah, it's just watching TV. All right. All right, and then I, because of the bookstore, I always assume that everybody's a reader, but I know you are actually a reader. Um, so what book has has spoken to you the most? And not not a comic, like yeah, prose. Prose. It could be poetry too. I mean, I'm not <laughs> poetry. I mean, it could it could um, be drama. <laughs> what book has spoken to me the most? Uh. Most recently, I've been reading. I have a problem with uh, getting into the book that I'm reading currently. Um, but most recently, I've been reading the "If This Isn't Nice, What Is?" the Kurt Vonnegut mm-hmm. cult, uh, lectures. Mm-hmm. And You've that's, been on a Vonnegut kick. I've been on a big Vonnegut <laughs> kick. Um, that's very deep. I'm back. Back to my back to college. <laughs> that's. <laughs> I, I was trying to write stuff and needed needed to get back into that mindset. Um, but I've been a big Vonnegut kick. Uh, and that... One of the speeches in it really hit me. Thank you so much. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, this is really fascinating. Yeah. I learned a lot. Yeah. Good. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I learned a lot, too. We're happy to have had you. I'm happy to have been here. <laughs> Mini interview. <laughs> Hey, this is Tamara Garvey, and I am sitting with Laura Tilbarton at City Market. Welcome, Laura. Hi, thank you for having me. Of course, so good to see you in your beautiful studio. Um, Can you tell us where exactly we can find your City Market studio? Yes, the address is 308 West St. Julian Street, and I am located upstairs to the left at the end of the hallway, and I have a beautiful view overlooking City Market right across the treehouse, so that'll really pinpoint the location. Awesome, and you're on the side that's near um, Vinny's Pizza. Correct, the north side. Awesome. Oh, okay. (laughs) How long have you had this space here? Since 2019. Wow, yes. okay. Had this been a long-time goal of yours to get this? Funny enough, it hadn't. And um, I started out in Sulphur Studios, was there for a couple of years. Okay. Then I moved over to Cedar House Gallery when they opened. Right, I, I was their that. very first renter. And then this opportunity presented itself to me. And, you know, 
The difference between being somewhere like Cedar House or Sulphur is the hours are more geared towards events. Okay. As far as traffic coming through oh, daily. nighttime and weekends. Exactly. And the, the biggest difference between those kinds of places and City Market is that there's continuous traffic all day, every day, and it's tourists who are looking to buy. Yeah. You know, little trinkets to take home with them. Do you find so, that still to be the case? I know that's was like in older Savannah yeah, that was it, it comes in waves point. for sure. Um, when COVID first happened, everybody was extremely generous, and surprisingly, that is literally yeah. when I had the best sales that I've ever had. I found that to be the case, too. Yeah. yeah. it was amazing. Now, this summer has been the slowest that I've had in years. Okay. So, I'm just hoping that in the fall and holiday season, it's going to make up for it. But I'm not going to lie, it's been a little rough this Yeah, summer. I know. I mean, last year was so booming, and I know everyone, it was like... You know, you kind of get used to it, and you have to temper your expectations and yeah. feel like, well, this is a crazy boom. It's probably not going to be exactly like this for long. So, right, so to ride the wave. Um, can you tell us? So, how has your your display in here and your selling technique changed over time? Honestly, it hasn't. Okay. <laughs> that was fine. <laughs> I um, had an interior design degree from SCAD, so oh, I, I know. That. Yeah, that was that's what I studied there. Um, I know how to stage things really well, and uh, that has, you know, honestly not really changed. Yeah, you have a good, you have a mix of, you know, the paintings on the walls, and then you have a lot of horizontal spaces yes. for little things as well. Merchandise, yeah. Christmas ornaments, yes. bookmarks, small paintings that are easy, like grab-and-go kind of items. I love how you incorporate your jars of paintbrushes around, so it really sets the scene. Thank you. Yeah, and they're not jars. They're, like, Café du Monde coffee tins yeah. and tea tins and fun little accents like that. And then, of course, I've got my wine rack and always ready for a guest. Oh my. Do you break that out in the afternoon? I do, people. yes. All right, yeah, so, so if you would come later, we would be into that right now. <laughs> what time are we talking about? When's your happy hour? Um, anytime past 12, depending on the guest, was, you know. I love that. <laughs> I mean, it's time past Come literally on. noon. Yes. <laughs> um, okay, well, the, that leads me into the next question. Can you tell us about a memorable interaction maybe you've had with um, a yeah. customer? Okay, so city market every year has a christmas holiday party kind of thing and we all are open late and they have a father christmas kind of figure come around they have carolers come around it's a big to do it also happens to be on the same exact weekend each year that the um savannah bridge run is Oh. And the first year that I was here for that party, this couple came in, and they were in town just because of the bridge run, and they decided to, to you know, do the local thing, come around, and I met them. Yeah. They commissioned a painting from me, and they have come back every year since wow. and bought a little something. At the and same time? Yeah, they Aww. always come back because it's for that. the bridge run, so they always come for my um, holiday open house as well. And they're so sweet. We we've exchanged, you know, information, send each other things. Yeah, and you and can expect them to come back. Exactly. I love that. Yeah. They're building friends. their own gallery of yes. your work in their house. It's fantastic. So that, you know, being in City Market, you meet people from all over the country yeah. and then some international as well. Yeah. And it's so funny because whenever you meet someone that's actually from Savannah. It's like, oh my gosh, no way. I know. Because it's so rare like in this too, area. Yeah. This is yeah. like the main tourist area. <laughs> and so, people, I mean, people, 
when people visit here, they love it so much, and they do tend to, I think, come back on vacations all the time, which is a really nice thing about here. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, just a couple more questions. Do you have any um, advice for up-and-coming artists on how they, if, if they're looking to get a space in City Market as well? Yeah, so it's extremely easy. The only thing is that one has to be available. Right. So you have to apply online, just type into Google City Market Art Center, you know, rentals, and it'll show you a link pretty easily. They meet once a month to jury you in. You have to have a body of work to show and submit, and um, you have to describe the experience that customers will have when they enter your space. Oh, okay. And um, a couple other items. But, I mean, honestly, it's just like a school project, if you look at it like that. So you're (laughs) putting your report together. You submit it to you know, the jurors, and then it does take a couple weeks for them to get around to it. And then the, the other thing is... There's not too many spaces that come available, so you kind of yeah. have to it's just timing. get luck with how, that. How long did you end up waiting for yours? I was offered to share this space by a current renter, Emily Tillman, also oh, SCAD yeah. alum. And uh, so I didn't have to wait at all. I joined with her, and then she moved to Asheville, and right. I took the space over. So I was quite fortunate in so that aspect. They basically required the space to be housed by somebody with the name Till. <laughs> basically, I yeah. I love how that happened. <laughs> but I was already juried in because I was um, a member of the co-op Gallery 11 for a couple of years, which is on the other side. Oh, so, right. city, I, you know, I've, yeah, yeah. I've had lots of experience with City Market. So, it. But it's great having my own space and having the full control of what I do with it, my hours, and I'm so sure. on. Yeah, that leaves me. So if anybody wants to come visit you in your space, when usually can they find you in here? That is a good question because I have a six-year-old daughter who's on summer break. So right now (laughs) it is very up in the air. If you want to come and find me, I would recommend sending me a message on Instagram. And I will, if if you tell me that, you know, I want to meet with you, can you be here? I will 100% be there. But school starts on August 3rd. Okay. So I'll be there for be more regular for regular daytime hours starting then. That sounds good. Well, and I will be sure to post your contact info in our show notes. And thank you, Laura. This has been so great. Yes. I love talking about your Congratulations studio. Congratulations on, on the radio gig. You're Thanks. doing amazing already. I appreciate already. it. Aw. <laughs> hey, we'd like to tell you about some fun, creative events and opportunities coming up in the next week. Um, every Wednesday, 5 to 8 p.m. at the store called Superbloom. They have free watercolor supplies, and you can paint while you have wine. Sulphur Studios has an artist in residence until August 6th. Her name is Kazumi Wilds, and she's an illustrator and bookmaker. On Saturday, July 30, from 2 to 4, she's leading a workshop on suminigashi, which is paper dyeing technique and a binding technique. You register on the Sulphur Studio website. Saturday, July 30, at 7 p.m., there's a very cool band I've seen. They're called Voodoo Soup. They're a funk jazz band, and they're playing at Basil's on Wilmington Island. All right. Uh, Sunday, July 31st at 515 at E. Shavers, we're having our graphic novel book club meeting. Uh, the book is Gotham Central by Ed Brubaker and Greg Ruka. Mm. Uh, Location Gallery has a show up that's up through the summer. Jennifer Nolan at Paintings of Animals. Um, through August 1st, there's an artist in residence at Neighborhood Comics, which is appropriate for the show. Which Jamie was. <laughs> oh, I yeah. love that. He's, a, he's an alumna. He's an alumna. Okay. Yeah. Their artist in residence right now is Vin... Mugavera, um, a CCAD Comics alumnus and maker of the webcomic Mealworms. Mm-hmm. And then finally, there is still a photography contest open by Friends of the Savannah Coastal Wildlife Refuge. If you Google that, you'll find more info. 
It's a entry deadline is August 14th, and the winner gets cash prizes, and there will be a group show at Cedar House Gallery. And all photos for that have to be taken on publicly accessible refuge lands. Yes. You are listening to WRUULP, Savannah, Georgia, 107.5 FM. We are Savannah Soundings, community radio with a global soul. 